Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Your Homegirls Podcast. I'm Sharon. I'm Fatima. And I'm Jillian. So I wanted to ask you guys, have you ever gotten one of those emails? Usually in your spam, but sometimes not. Um, claiming you have some inheritance. And it goes on with this whole spiel of details about how you have this like distant family member in Africa, specifically in Nigeria, most of the time they stay. <laughs> My and Nigerian prince? Yeah. <laughs> yes, the Nigerian prince emails. Have you ever gotten that? Um, I'm a Nigerian queen by now. <laughs> yeah. I know, me too. I'm So the first time I ever got one of those, I was in high school and I thought that it was real. Until my I showed my father and he's like, I'm sorry, hun, we don't have any family in Nigeria. And you're not a princess. <laughs> and I'm glad I brought it to my dad because I didn't know I was getting scammed. Yeah. And I almost could have gotten scammed. And I was at the age where I was making a little bit of income, like maybe like a couple hundred bucks, like with my <laughs> like part-time job. Yeah. But it was wild. So oh I wanted God. to talk a little bit about scams today. Have you guys experienced anything like that personally or have heard any stories? Um, literally every time I get an e-transfer from the CRA, I'm like, I know this is a scam, but like, what's the harm in accepting it? <laughs> yes, I know. Those are so tempting. No, it's like always like $9,500, like just yeah. click the link now. Mine's always like 420 something, like 420, but <laughs> mine's always like $425 from the CRA, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, like, but how are they going to get my information if I just accept this e-transfer? Like, I should just do it. But I mean, I don't. Yeah, but like, especially when it's around tax season, it's hard to know if, it, I don't know, I still struggle sometimes thinking, is this real or not? Because sometimes they time it like you'll just file your taxes yeah. and then you get that email or text and you're like, oh, wow, that was fast. I know. I got one um, probably like mid-January. I was like, you idiots i don't file my taxes till like the yeah. deadline like the day of <laughs> like, april 30th like yeah literally i'm like obviously this is fake but um helpful hint the cra will never e-transfer yeah you. they will direct yeah. deposit or send you a check yeah <laughs> it's wild i i always seem to get those spam calls especially around tax yeah. season saying that like i committed a fraud or like and i'm like what the hell you're committed a fraud what is this like inception like what <laughs> yeah, the hell literally. i'm like what the hell anyways um there's a lot of that happening and yeah. it a lot of people fall victim to it right you know it's really funny actually i for the longest time thought that i was just getting those spam emails from the national student loan service of canada oh. and it was legit it like was i ignored my two years um i was in school so okay good it wasn't like time to repay but it was just like reminders to like renew my like status yeah. or whatever with my osap loan but um the government of canada does such a bad job formatting their their emails and stuff and their websites it legit looks, looks like, like a scam. scam. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Sometimes the your email will register these particular emails as scam, yeah. like the mm -hmm. way that it's set up. And then it sometimes has that little alarm or whatever, like a message yeah. saying, is this a scam reported or whatever? And automatically when you see that, you just assume. That's why I started looking through my scam or scam. It could be it should be a scam folder really but my spam folder because sometimes legit emails will go in there yeah. and that yeah. kind of stresses me out because i'm like Fuck, now i actually have to differentiate which is which like it's a whole job now sitting there for like half an hour scoping through all these like creepy scam emails and like telling me i'm like a nigerian princess yeah. <laughs> and then Queen, i oh my 
like yeah, that? just to find like a or the Ministry of Defense or something from some foreign yeah, country, yeah. or like yeah. a bill from a hospital. Yeah, and I'm like, we live in Canada, baby girl. Like, it's it's yeah, my insane. medical shit free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you gotta uh, under twenty five, <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta look at like the email like the actual email address because like i've gotten some that are um from amazon as well and i'm like is this real or not but then you click on the email address and it has amazon in there but it also has like 35 amazon baby girl (laughs) hashtag like dollar sign princess yeah i I think those ones are so funny like you're not even trying no (laughs) like you're like like do better like just throw like a little period there right before the at symbol and i'm gonna miss it you know like yeah <laughs> do better <laughs> at scamming me but they they also know who to target like i feel like mm-hmm. a lot of scammers especially like credit card scammers um or those uh duck cleaning services they always target older are, are people scams? oh yeah oh my god it was a <laughs> thing that kept bugging me no that's a scam oh i didn't know that yeah i just thought they just kept harassing you i mean i never registered them, but yeah. if, if honestly if you're a duck cleaner and your business model is to just repeatedly call people till they block you yeah do better yeah interesting like it does always sound like it's the same person <laughs> yeah it, well yeah it is um <laughs> I so okay. This reminds me. Have you guys heard about what's going on with Jen Shaw from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Oh, you the told me about that. Okay, Tell yeah, me. Yeah. So this bitch, um, craziest shit ever. So God, last year, I guess beginning of last year, maybe end of twenty twenty one. I think. Um, don't call me on that timeline. But she was arrested, and they aired it on the episode of Real Housewives of her like being apprehended. It was awesome, but. She was arrested. Her company was essentially um, targeting, like, uh, vulnerable individuals. So, like, a lot of elderly people and stuff like that. And selling their information to people who were then scamming and frauding them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, To the tune of, like, you know, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars, like, people spending like their last pennies on these like investments and stuff and, and Jen Shaw was selling this information um and we've heard some of the victim like testimonies I guess like coming out and publicizing it and talking about their experience um but the crazy thing I mean aside from the crime itself with the fraud Jen Shaw maintained her innocence for like the longest time she took all of her mum's like retirement and savings oh i didn't know about that put towards her defense to the tune of millions of dollars left her elderly mother with nothing um and ended up just pleading guilty interesting what? just yeah. to p- plead guilty mm-hmm. so why she would she just, do that yeah i don't know i feel like she's just crazy like i i think if i had to guess what miss shaw's deal is is um I think she wanted to, like, maintain her innocence and, like, maintain her image. And she was probably hoping that she'd get off. And then I think she realized it was a little bleak and people maybe weren't as on her side as she anticipated. So she was a little delusional. A little delusional, (laughs) like, due to the fact that she was defrauding, like, vulnerable people. Yeah. Well, Shorty got what she deserved. She's guilty. Yeah. Oh, like, six years in prison that's it is that what she got six yeah six she years more. oh my god six years in a federal penitentiary when you're like a reality star that's, oh she's that's gonna pretty get... good like that's pretty hefty for 
all of her fillers like, gonna dissolve. I feel like she would have. Yeah. yeah, I feel like she would have. Somebody. I don't know. I personally thought they don't go to jail like when you're that famous and that rich. Exactly. So um, I think. So well, I well like you get paid. You pay. You pay off essentially. People higher up is what the impression I get. But if all of her money has, she's gotten all of her money from defrauding people and stole all her money from her family. Maybe she tried. Like she stole all her money from her mom. Poor thing. Maybe that's what she tried to do, and it just was yeah, not significant wasn't enough. Or maybe it reached a person who was like, "That's you know." They pick. Sometimes they pick and choose. I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Money is not enough, and there's other it, other factors yeah. involved. Yeah. Maybe that's what she was using it for, and ultimately that's why she ended up pleading guilty. Because I'm sure there was more to stealing all your money from your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like she made her money stealing from old people but her mom offered up like her retirement savings and everything towards her defense oh my bad i thought she stole it no she didn't like steal it from her mom her mom (laughs) offered it up but she accepted it knowing she was guilty and then pled guilty and like so you just rinsed like over a mill from your mama and you're not even gonna try to fight this anymore like that's that's crazy yeah the, the amount of love really a parent will have yeah, knowing you're guilty. Unconditional. Yeah. It's unconditional. Mm. I know. And then your mom's old and now she's going to have to like get a job. Yeah. That <laughs> that honestly reminds me in, um, in high school there was a guy in our, well like I knew him from when I was in high school. Um, he was like a pretty popular guy. Like all, so many girls loved him. Um, but in our area what he was doing is he was offering a fake furnace service and in high school well he was he was graduated i knew him from high school but he was graduated um and he would go specifically to older peoples who had like um memory problems and he knew them in our neighborhood and he'd go and service their furnace and he'd do it multiple times like within a month um and claim he's doing something yeah and claim he's fixing something each time and that he's had to come back or order something to fix it when he was doing nothing and eventually the neighborhood caught on to it and everybody found out but he made a lot of money from that like i'm Mm -hmm. talking six figures from doing that to elder people like that is just i don't know how you have that kind of heart to do that like to actually sleep at night after you've done something so horrific and horrible it's honest it's so scary the type of people who yeah it's it's if you imagine it like this i've actually realized this a lot of the times when we imagine people like this we think of them in a villainous way where it's like haha i'm gonna do this but sometimes they just do these things and they're fucked up but they act like normal people yeah and they think they're saving themselves they're doing good for themselves and they don't know they don't like think they're doing anything wrong and sometimes they do realize it and they just continue and yeah but they put such a like you you always think from like growing up watching cartoons you think a villain looks like a villain yes Mm -hmm. but they don't reality yeah yeah. like jen shaw like (laughs) you would be such a sexy shigo from kim possible oh my god right yes i'm gonna buy you a black and green jumpsuit oh my god she'd Um, be so beautiful yeah yeah that'd be perfect but yeah no it's like you know it's a good point i mean jen shaw it kind of looks like a villain. Kind of. Uh, yeah. Those, like, batshit crazy outfits yeah. and, like, cheeks out to here. But, um... She's giving Cruella de Vil. Yeah, she is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Polynesian Cruella de Vil. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, like, people look and act and talk just like us. And they're terrible people. Yeah. And they're horrifying. Like, just even... 
I don't know. I can't even imagine doing that to someone. But I, I think, like, to your point, a lot of people are like, well, you know, I'm doing it for myself. Like, it's a whole thing. Like, yeah. is it wrong to steal bread to feed your family? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a whole debate for another <laughs> Yeah, time, but also, like, defrauding elderly people out of to their save- savings always yeah to save yourself as a young person who can work you're stealing money from an elderly person who might not physically be capable and has worked already their whole life for that literally that's just yeah it's so fucked up it's a whole nother level fucked up like steal from rich people if you're gonna steal from people (laughs) yeah be a robin hood Hood. yeah Yeah. be a robin hood like come on it's there's plenty out there defraud jeff bezos you can afford it Vigilante. Vigilante. <laughs> Listen. English is also one of my first languages, but it's not my only. So I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about the title fraud that has been happening. Yeah. So a lot of mortgage fraud, a lot of home frauds. So this has been big news lately and I don't know if you guys have heard much details about it, but a ton of people have been having their homes sold without their knowledge and their consent. And pretty much they there's quite a few stories and they've discovered that there's been around maybe 30 in the GTA. And it's honestly it's really blowing up right now. So that's why I wanted to kind of bring that up, because there's been, like I said, a lot of the title fraud, a lot of the mortgage fraud, and then also people potentially even looking to lease out uh, people's properties without them knowing even though there's not an exchange of title that that could also be some sort of fraud like you're getting money out of someone's property and someone's mm-hmm. asset under their name well, it's also trespassing trespassing yeah. as well so there was a situation that was in the news where this lady got her condo sold without her knowledge so she bought the property it was around um 2017 and and then 2019, she went to go live in China. So I believe the home was vacant since 2019. But essentially, these scammers had gained access to her property. They trespassed. They gained access to the property managers and essentially somehow impersonated the owner. Yeah. And then eventually that led to them listing the property. And then that led to the property being sold for almost a million dollars. And I believe this was last year in January 2022. And the reason why this owner found out was because a couple months of her property management fees did not come out of her account. So had that not, had she not checked on that or had she not been vigilant in checking on that, then she wouldn't have noticed that her property had been sold without her knowing because she was not in the country. She's living in China. Mm -hmm. So that to me is very scary. Oh yeah. Like I feel like, I hate that that's happened. First of all, I feel like it gives us realtors a bad rep. Um, I feel like it's how can how can like it just feels like this is something that would happen in a different country or in a different place. Yeah, like a third world. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's something that would happen here in in our homes. Like this is because also it's going through so many loops. Yeah, which is like you said, like it's scary for us as realtors. It's scary for real uh, lawyers for mortgage agents. There's a ton of loops that this type of like a transaction will go through essentially a lot of professionals and a lot of people are scared because it's like how um competent can realtors be these days yeah that's that's the thing that's been blowing my mind because like i've seen about it i think actually a couple people have been arrested yes there has been some arrests and they're saying that there's like a couple of like gangs or like rings where they're doing this but um the thing is like as realtors 
we do have like checks and balances in place to ensure that things are done properly right like you have to like we have a whole um information system geo warehouse where we can see who's on title and like verify that information we have to submit certain um identification and stuff for like the fintrack obligations uh which is like like basically like um canada's like little finance spies (laughs) and they like (laughs) combat terrorism and shit (laughs) through uh like fishy you know fishy stuff but like uh like fintrack does a bunch of different stuff but it's uh it's through like csis um but you know like we do have these checks and balances like who's not doing their due diligence because it's not just the seller's agent it's also the buyer's agent who does this due diligence yeah there's two people in the transaction there's two agents two lawyers and two victims because also the buyer could be potentially selling their previous home or taking all of their life savings or whatever they're moving to this property and purchasing it and now they're losing out on it yeah and um one of the big portions of this is title insurance. When yeah. you're purchasing a property, if you don't have title insurance and you experience a fraud like this, are you going to get your money back? Likely not. Mm-hmm. And even if you do have title insurance, sometimes it takes a little bit because there has to be investigations. Yeah, There's a lot of people time. that are involved in the transaction that they have to go through and see what went wrong, what happened. And you know what? Like doing some research on this topic, there's not a lot of details released on this into yeah. in terms of who messed up in regards to due diligence because mm-hmm. in reality um there's a lot of steps there's a lot of regulations when it comes to a transaction yeah. this is such a regulated market real estate is so regulated we have something called rico yeah uh, real estate council of ontario that oversees literally everything and makes sure everything runs smoothly and ensures every all the bylaws and everything are being followed by realtors all the documentation all the documentations mm-hmm. yes so there is so many people involved in every transaction even if you work at a brokerage there are people yeah. reviewing your documents yeah even after they're signed before they're signed yeah literally. we have mentors we have colleagues so many people involved in the transaction so i, I find it really ha- hard to believe that there is um something like this occurred yeah so, so frequently yeah. Yeah. So, so frequently, frequently yeah yeah shocking that's that's the thing when the first one came out or whatever on the news i was like oh my god that's crazy and then a couple days later there was a second one and it's like how has this happened twice yeah and then when it came out with like the real s like the real numbers like in the 30s or whatever like that's insane like we literally have like you said like we have rico we got reba uh orea crea um oh my god so many bodies yeah you know would be the toronto real estate board um in this instant that was uh, like, I mean, here we have uh, Rab, Rab and we have Brea yeah. and whatever. So those are the different uh, local boards. Yeah, like the boards and stuff. But all and of even these. even under that, the brokerages as and well. And the brokerages. The broker, the brokerage, yes. broker record. Like, um, your mortgage agents. Like, there's so many different, like, organizations, yeah. I guess, yes. involved. Each with their own set of rules and yeah. guidelines that you have to follow to ensure yeah. this like and governing you, bodies as well yeah yes. you can't like i couldn't even sell my house if like my husband like theoretical husband um <laughs> didn't know about it if yeah. he didn't sign off on it you yeah. know like you can't even as the actual homeowner you can't even sell it without your partner's consent yeah. in certain since uh instances right how the hell are these strangers selling homes while people are on vacation or on like long-term stays or in this 
particular person's case. So that makes me think, though, because we watched a, a short video that went a little bit viral last year in around the springtime from Marketplace on CBC. Yeah. And essentially it was... So this Marketplace CBC is essentially people going undercover to uncover yeah. uh, things happening in like professional settings mm-hmm. and these people went and spoke with like a real estate agent and were inquiring about mortgages essentially and this real estate agent was pretty much implying that they'll be able to doctor their documents they have contacts who will be okay, able yeah. to doctor the documents to be able to make it seem like they have an income that they don't he was even mentioning like even if you don't work even if you um are a stay-at-home mom or whatever We'll link the video to the article. The, we'll link the article that has the video as well, including links to all the other articles regarding the home fraud and title fraud. But this one in particular, I think you should take a look because it's really interesting and it is real and it did happen. So yeah. mm-hmm. that's what makes me kind of think because there was this mortgage fraud happening, they uncovered this and they got this person in trouble essentially mm-hmm. because it seemed like he was doing this to multiple people. Because if you can see that so freely and get caught on camera, like who else, how else yeah, has that yeah. occurred with? Like a lot of mortgage fraud happening there. Um, so that kind of makes me think with the the title fraud, like is is the realtors involved? Like what extent is there? Yeah. Are they, yeah, are, are is multiple it an inside, parties exactly Yeah, is there like an together? inside job happening? Because I cannot imagine being a professional and doing my do- job, doing my due diligence because we do go through a bunch of training and regulations. Mm-hmm. It's, a, a pro- it's a profession. It's mm-hmm. not like um you know like it's not a minimum wage job we get paid lots of money to do our job right and i find it hard to believe that it got past so many people without inside job that's what blows my mind like you you gotta think like there must be like an inside element involved because how are you not getting caught but also the thing that when this kind of thing comes up and we hear about this like why are if there are agents involved or this this guy from marketplace last year you know why are they risking their career like that like yeah and like okay maybe you you know you forge some documents whatever you pay like a thousand dollars whatever it is to some dude to do that and yeah maybe you get the fifteen thousand dollar commission or ten thousand or five thousand depending on the market right like okay that's a good chunk of change but you're risking your license and if you just did things legit and yeah. you helped a client who could like actually afford a mortgage and whatever, so, like you could get like you're risking the the longevity of your business and the future of it because you will lose your license. Yeah. You will get fined. You will get and fined. And you could lose jail time. time. Yeah. See, that's the thing. So you're risking all this. You're putting your energy into the wrong thing. You're doing the yeah. wrong thing. You're screwing people over karma's gonna come and get you bite you in the butt you're gonna get jail time you're gonna lose your license all that stuff you could be putting all that energy into doing things doing things the right way advertising yourself because honestly real estate is a very lucrative career that's why it's so oversaturated tons of agents in this career and it Mm -hmm. feels like we're all fighting for the same mango like i said before (laughs) but if you put your energy into the right place and stop scamming people, you could be making a lot of money while actually helping people. And you know what? Yeah. Some people are just not built for that. And that's the other crazy thing is doing this like whole scamming illegal bit that's risking your license 
isn't going to make you any more money necessarily. If, you're making as if the you, same amount. You're making the yeah. same commission. Unless you're getting paid off, which I think people do. You could, yeah. But to be even involved with that. So, yeah. like, if, if you're helping stay-at-home moms yeah. forge documents who have no income, how See, much are they paying the you thing. off? Yeah, that's the mortgage fraud is the yeah. one that's, like, where you're trying to help people, but you're doing it the wrong way, and you're trying to yeah. get deals for people who don't qualify. Oh, I think that's different than scamming people in your name yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That i is think different. the mortgage fraud still yeah, illegal like the inside yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah still illegal like the mortgage fraud actually thinking that you're helping people like yeah like you don't make income you don't qualify and people will make you qualify you might think you're doing yourself and someone a good job and you're helping people but really at the end of the day you're screwing them over too they're going to be involved in the in the drama these people can yeah. p- potentially get jail time too because they know they're that gonna they're have getting their house dog. foreclosed and not, exactly and not only that like you're literally putting them in such a compromising position because yeah, yeah. if they were able to qualify, then the numbers would be right there and would make sense. But they don't have an income. Yeah. Look at the economy we're in right now. Yeah. What yeah. are they going to do when they can't afford yeah. their house anymore? Yeah. It's going to come back. They're, yeah, like you said, it's going to foreclose. Who's going to pay their mortgage? Yeah. It's going to come back to you and it's going to be connected to you. Yeah. yeah. And somehow, if it means, you know, giving you up, then maybe they will if they yeah. have kids. You'll do anything to save your kids and f- put food into their mouth, have shelter. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't understand what people, what people goes through people's minds. Like it, that's the greed behind the money is just not worth it. And we had an episode prior. We ha- will have an episode after this. Actually, <laughs> after this, we'll be talking about finances and budgeting, but it's, it's just something that people need to kind of get a grasp on so they're they're not doing illegal stuff like this because it really ruins really everyone's life involved in the situation yeah it's um it's just been crazy and and like you said before like it makes so many different people just look incompetent oh yeah yeah. and it 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 gives us such a bad rap it's it's like unethical how can you even be involved in in something like this and i mean we can't say for sure those realtors were right like this is know. just what we think based on the extent of it, just because yeah. it just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to us how yeah. you can get away through so many levels of governing, like through so many levels of like governing yeah. bodies, like different. How can you get past every single one? Yeah, you Especially have to be working track. together. Yeah, you have to be somehow working together. You have to have um, some kind of deal amongst like mm-hmm. yourselves. And I don't know if this is actually accurate, but I did see that. For the two main houses that were January 2022. Yeah, like the condo um, and then the family that was on vacation. I saw that it was um, realtors from the same brokerage, but I was not sure if that Ooh. was actually confirmed. Interesting. Um, but I did see it was the same brokerage. Hmm. I saw, okay, I, oh my God, sorry. Um, so I've been looking for apartments, right? And uh, I was having dinner with my mommy the other day. Yeah. And we saw something that was a little funny. Okay. Um so it was on i think we were using mls like the treb mls um and there were three apartment units all listed through the same brokerage all stacked on top of each other at the same address so one was say like uh like 805 905 and 1005 like for example i can't remember exactly what the address was but um three units that would have been stacked on top of each other all same brokerage the only photo for any of them was the front photo of the building. No photos of the interior. The price was like super low because that's why we initially clicked on it. Because yeah. we're like, oh my god, that's 
it's a great price interesting and like very few details and we were like interesting that's shady but it was yeah. a lease so it was for lease because yeah. i'm looking to rent right um but yeah we were like mm. <laughs> my mom and i and it makes you think because human trafficking has gone become so prominent well, and people too. need a headquarters for that like oh, yeah. you need yeah. a place to keep these people that you're stealing i know like that too like like they're so like you know so many ways to like look at it but we we're like mm, like my mom and i like you know both realtors like we're looking and we're like that is not right like yeah. something is going on there like that's like agents from the same brokerage listing this place like no photos really grainy front photo no information cheap price what's going mm, on here yeah. red flag like, Ooh, so i would have gone flags. can we go view it i'm actually curious oh my god that would be yeah can we actually go we'll go weekend. investigate we'll do yeah. a little vlog for you yeah, guys we'll and let you know what? what's up let you know if we get murdered <laughs> listen oh <laughs> no i'll prodded. fight them i'll fight them no problem <laughs> we're we're jacked yeah we're jacked <laughs> i boxed <laughs> i'm such I a normal fight no more fight Numar flight? Normal flight. <laughs> That's what I heard. Normal flight. Um, no, I normal fight. I just yeah. So I actually have a story time. Oh my a god, baby, story time. Tell me. Let's hear it. So in high school, um, my friend and I had met this guy, and he was a lot older than us, of course. Um, and we just thought we were cool, right? So we'd hang out with him, and just you just reminded me when you said human trafficking. Oh no. Um, okay. This was a really like close situation and it was weird. So he was just really like showing us so much interest and we'd all like hang out. Um, it would always be at really fancy condos. Like one was right off of Lakeshore and Windermere, like downtown. Mm. Um, another one was right at Queensway. Another one was next to Square One. Every time it would be just a different condo and a really fancy one too. One time we went to a condo and everybody was like hanging out. And this family comes through the door. Um, and funny enough, it was an Asian family. <laughs> and they start screaming like, this Ooh. is our home. What are you guys doing in oh, here? Oh, shit. I'm, we're 16. Like, we are like, we don't know what's oh happening. We're, and they're like fighting back and forth. But we actually all end up leaving. So I don't know how they were getting access to these units. But like now that I'm thinking about it. I don't think any of them owned or were renting any of these units and they were like definitely involved in in something because there was always a lot of women always a lot of young girls too that's interesting because so we were talking about the airbnb Mm -hmm. in a episode coming up after this (laughs) um and i find well like that's the thing i find i find that there's a lot of surveillance i think a lot of these houses most of the time are vacant Mm -hmm. um one of the situations that happened in the title fraud the family was on vacation Mm -hmm. so for an extended period of time their house was likely watched uh the other lady from china who lives in china she was out of the country for maybe like three four years her house was her condo was likely watched i'm sure there is probably people watching um like you probably have access on and they probably have inside people in the buildings too 100 probably there's always connected was that one a new build no, because she bought the property in 2017. I'm but not it was sure. fairly new. It might have know? been fairly new. Because all these buildings, like from the situation so back in high my f- school, were fairly new. Yeah. All these condos. My friend has a... Um, my the friend builders. actually has yeah. a conspiracy theory. She thinks that a lot of foreigners will buy uh properties in Toronto and keep it vacant and hold it to bring the market down. 
Ah. Yeah. That's her conspiracy theory. I don't agree with her, but interesting there is a ton if you think about it though there is so much like that would bring the rental market up yeah and then but but in terms of um in terms of like sale prices and and buying so that they can purchase more yes yeah but then that's that's a good thing thing that they have such a large amount of people would have to do that to have that effect like um, maybe i, I mean there's some discord board yeah <laughs> i mean i think she might have heard like a news report somewhere i'm not sure i'm gonna follow up with her on that but it is interesting because it's almost relevant to the topic that we are talking about like uh the guy that you talked to i find that that's ha- been happening a lot more frequently like yeah. it's i'm not surprised i feel like it's not as uncommon as we think it is especially with condos mm-hmm. yeah. in toronto yeah um I know it just seems so fucking yeah. crazy. And like when we were talking, we we're going to be talking about an Airbnb episode where people, you know, are watched essentially. Yeah. And I think that that could be another um, way people can scout people for human tra- trafficking. Essentially, mm-hmm. they yeah, definitely using like value. Yeah. yeah, and uh, they can sell your data off of Airbnb. I'm not sure if this actually happens, but I can tell that this could be a tactic. Mm-hmm. it's something people should be wary of and be careful yeah. when doing stuff like that yeah i feel like there's been a lot of horrifying stuff in the fraud in the human trafficking front um they arrested you... a couple people in hamilton yeah they yeah. did yeah. oh my god um for all of our hamilton people out there uh this cop that i was uh frequenting <laughs> <laughs> frequenting the fuck out of here no this cop that i was this cop that I, I you know i sometimes go on dates with um he told me do dates. not go to the sandman hotel by 50 road apparently uh quite a bit of human trafficking why didn't you tell us sooner you stupid bitch i think i've told you guys but i'm just letting them okay sandman know. hotel in the sandman hotel in hamilton in like hamilton going off barton like oh centennial uh yeah yeah like centennial and i 50. drive by there all the time yeah same, one, same with the sandman hotel in mississauga i actually work there yeah really um yeah it's on Dixie, of- right next to the 401 a lot of human trafficking there yeah Okay, oh, guys, yeah, you had a stop story about, um, Oh, yeah, I had a really negative experience at that hotel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I worked there. Don't go to that hotel. And the flight, yeah, like, when you're a flight attendant, too. Oh, apparently, yeah. that happens frequently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Human, yeah, we had... Super fun. Um, actually, uh, Sunwing, like, there's been... Well, one of, the flight atten- one of the flight attendants I work with, she caught a human trafficking case. Um, but also, Sunwing, there was... There has been some rumor. I don't know, like, how legitimate this is, um, but that there is a human trafficking um operation going on between uh the staff at the Punta Cana Dominican Republic um airport with Canada so they 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 say that they have been caught human trafficking that's actually scary it's fucking terrifying um there was a story sometime in the last calendar year like since since my friend moved to Toronto um June I don't know but um there was a kid oh i think my sister told me about this cause she lives mm-hmm. in toronto too anyways there was this kid like uh by like a street corner like looking lost <gasps> i know and, about oh, this yeah. Tell me. and he and asks for money he, for a bus or something yeah he asks for and he asks for help and blah 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 and like someone stood nearby and kind of watched this all go down for like a half hour or so just and this kid just kept approaching single women women. and that was it and um they kept being like oh you know like 
go like maybe try going in that convenience store like whatever that kind of thing and then after a while of not being able to get anyone to come sorry just hit your mic but (laughs) after a while of not being able to get anyone to like come with him somewhere like and again like young like 10 he goes back to this big group of guys standing in an alley and is like talking to them and it looks like like you know like obviously to this person who saw it and like posted this wherever it was um the obvious conclusion is that they have this kid whatever the relation being literally luring women in who are like trying like trying to find someone who like takes pity on this poor kid who looks like he lost his mom on the streets of toronto all by himself that's so fucked up and you know what the person watching is so smart because uh like i feel like all of us could fall victim to that we Mm -hmm. have such big hearts and i feel like these days you have to be careful and i feel like maybe that is something we would have to do like if we see a situation like that we have to stand back and observe before even approaching it and then make the right decision whether or not to help them or not yeah it's fucked up they're really getting kids involved and vulnerable people a lot of there's a lot of beggars these days in hamilton and i'm just so on the fence about helping because you really never know and i'm just terrified about like going near anyone even um like leasing and stuff in hamilton like just meeting people at properties especially for whatever reason basement properties are so much scarier to me and i think they're all equally scary and i'm just delusional because i have like a thing with basements but um you know like people will come up like i'll be meeting people and i'm like oh you got there's two of you i'm scared yeah i would not want to be ganged up on i would be pretty terrified if i was meeting with someone that i didn't vet extensively but since we are all very competent realtors we go through an extensive vetting process before even meeting everyone that we who even inquire about any property or any service and that kind of goes back to what we were saying with uh the title fraud like there's such an extensive process even before a transaction ends we before even meeting a client like i will not meet a client without seeing your id without Mm -hmm. video calling you without knowing what you do who your family is even engaging in just casual conversation just to see how it goes organically yeah like you vet before you even really begin yeah um because like a we want to make sure you're not a serial killer (laughs) Uh, which is actually a concern these days very concerning but b too like if if someone's like oh you know like i um i don't know i'm like a substitute teacher at a school and i'm single my budget is 10 million dollars oh yeah red flag i've had one of those actually i've had a leasing client who's had um he was self-employed and he had like like apparently arbitrage in outside of the province is all i'll say i don't know what arbitrage is um essentially like airbnb oh okay yeah like short-term rentals like okay okay um and (laughs) quite a few uh numerals in his bank account Mm. is all i'll say with no explanation as to where it came from so it was a little gen shaw vibes (laughs) yeah (laughs) gentle and interesting enough his partner was a teacher that's all i'll say yeah it was just not adding up it was just not not adding up and like they were cool but like where'd you get your money from like did you win the lottery do you own humans or like what's (laughs) going on like if your average salary is seventy thousand and your budget is 42 million yeah like the math isn't nothing you know yeah exactly (laughs) it just doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. no and i feel like um i actually feel like scammers are are really good at what they do they know exactly how to pick their victims out like talking about that it's a profession yeah it really Mm -hmm. is and they actually 
sad enough they they feed off of the vulnerable they know who to pick depending on what scam they're going for yeah um so a lot of people who want to scam women or like even lure women they always use children like i don't know if you guys remember there was um a gang initiation happening i think it was around 2014 Mm. um i can't really remember the exact date but what they were doing is they'd be pulled over to the side and it would actually be a woman and she would be she would have a baby and appear to be helping her baby and it would always be on the side of a dark road and everybody who stopped would always be a woman and they would like kidnap them or Mm -hmm. hurt them Mm -hmm. or rob them i've heard that Um, uh, from a serial killer situation before i feel like that's such a common yeah so that's that's how they always like like they study who who would be it's kind of like how we go to school to be to do real estate (laughs) look at the regulations and stuff they study who they're vulnerable people it's interesting i I remember i was at the train station in my hometown and this i was in the car with my best friend i think we were picking a friend up maybe or we were waiting for my sister or some i don't know we were anyways we're getting some from the train or we're at the train station for whatever reason and this guy is just walking and we had the windows down we're listening to music we're like hanging out and he's like oh excuse me um my car battery died can you boost my car and i'm like absolutely fucking not but my my buddy is like nice guy he's like yeah for sure and the guy's okay cool like it's just over there (laughs) and then he's like okay cool like i'll drive over and this dude literally starts like doing like cartwheels and shit like acting like a fucking crackhead (laughs) over to his car like all the way across the train parking lot to this like empty like the very like back 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 to this fucking uh like pedo van (laughs) and i am like i'm like with my friend james i'm like jimbo we are not helping that man he goes oh my god it's so cold out he's probably just a drug addict and i said i do not fucking care we are not helping that man i'm gonna get murdered today and that's not in my itinerary and he's like okay well like what do you want to do about it i don't want him to like come back and talk to us i'm like i'm gonna call the cops and i'm just gonna call non-emergent and just say like hey there's a guy at this location he says he needs a boost whatever we drove halfway over there. This guy's light in the car is fully on. So if your battery is dead, your lights aren't on. Yeah. Like his car wasn't on, but like the inside light was, right? And I'm like, oh my God. So I call the cops. I'm like, yeah, this guy needs a boost. Apparently one of his lights on. Can you go check it out? I'm pretty sure he's trying to abduct me. And the cop is <laughs> like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> and so we went and parked just a little bit up the road so we could like see Absurd. what was going yeah, down yeah you're curious yeah so we're like fuck it we're gonna hang out here so we pick up our friend whatever and then we go park we were there for 45 minutes we see this cop like try to help him his car is running fine so the cop's like okay like have a good day and then this guy shuts off his car walks back across and waves down another car so i called 911 and i said there is someone at appleby go trying to abduct people yeah <laughs> you guys just helped him his car is fine he's trying to lure people to my back lot go do something about it yeah and then like three cop cars rolled up oh shit that is freaky that's wild yeah, yeah. he knows what he's doing like you know and like yeah. the act like the cartwheels like it's more common than me think the like whole cartwheel thing though is like what was the red flag for me yeah if that guy walked over normally i probably would have assumed it was like <laughs> yeah. a normal person who like needed a hand <laughs> thank god the whole being of was feeling a little quirky and also the fact that his car was so far out yeah. and like you wouldn't park that far like yeah 
if, and his light was on it, inside yeah like I, I i would have noticed that when i got closer but like this guy's car was parked super far out so like unless you know like it was at night on a weekend like unless he'd been there like at rush hour in the morning like when people are on their commute to toronto like he wouldn't have had to park that far out yeah. if he had parked there that day his car would have been a lot closer yeah so i was like okay that's a little weird but like i don't know when he got here and like how long his car has been there and yeah he starts doing fucking cartwheels and shit i'm like mm, lunatic yeah literally <laughs> and like the dead of winter too but i like you know so don't fucking do it don't help people i don't care what you, like if anyone asks you for help call non-emergent send a cop over they will help i mean or wait 30 minutes observe see who else they ask if they lure them back or kidnap them and then you know make judgment then yeah, yeah. <laughs> i call them i yeah. like blatantly outright lie to people if they're like oh can you i'm like sorry i don't have arms and i just keep walking <laughs> like, I'm like sorry these arms are they just don't exist okay, but that makes me think though because there was okay this is kind of conflicting to me like i have internal confliction if that's even a term but um there's this video that went viral on facebook and there was this woman this ring light that was posted of this woman this neighbor standing out there watching and hearing her neighbor get kidnapped so there is a woman who got literally she i think this was real she got kidnapped she's screaming help me help me help me and she got thrown into a car and you can hear the the cries help me getting quieter and quieter and the video went viral because people were talking crap about this neighbor saying she's just standing there how come no one did anything how come this guy got away with driving away with this girl because i mean if you can continue to hear that like what kind of kidnapping scheming is this to quickly just put someone in the car and then drive off like clearly yeah. something did occur she's screaming you call 911 call 911 you're just standing there and standing there yeah. observing it's absurd or even just like going to collect the license plate number or something yeah. if you're scared for your life there's other things you can, you can do. do yeah you don't have to directly approach physically for your own safety but you can do something about it yeah, and that was can... so scary for me because i'm like what if god forbid something happens to me in public i might not be safe yeah. yeah maybe someone will jump in and have that sort of like cult like mentality we've always talked about or they could just stand there observe like a bystander like the a bullying we used to grow up and see and witness that was a yeah. concerning issue right yeah people would get bullied there'd be bystanders Sanders, that's yeah. sort of where that term emerged right and now people are getting human trafficked and the same thing could occur mm -hmm. bystanders just sitting there not helping you i don't know if you've seen this but i've seen this before um like there's always these videos that go viral of people like staging like um like domestic abuse in public mm -hmm. or that kind of thing to see if people will step in oh I saw like a one, social experiment like a social experiment yeah. yeah i saw one where they staged um a little girl walking down the street like coming out of a corner store and oh to see if there's grown any creeps. man no a grown oh. man literally grabbed her and threw her in a trunk <gasps> okay and it was like a staged social experiment yeah. um no they redid it like 20 times one dude stepped in and helped the girl like one guy everyone else like looked and just kept walking and was like oh my god but just kept going what? like no one pulled out a phone to like call the police or anything like that nothing. is terrifying and that like a busy crowded area insane that makes me want to vomit like, call That's... cops like i probably wouldn't approach because i would be overpowered it's and murdered, yeah. but um i'd call the cops or i'd try to get a plate or i would do something like oh my i can't imagine like i honestly that makes you lose faith in humanity like yeah. i can't imagine 
going even just witnessing that maybe that is a human trafficking thing but like i will still call the cops i'll still collect the plate like you said like i i don't understand people how people just have the heart to just stand there yeah maybe yeah. it's not your business but like a little kid's just getting kidnapped murdered in front yeah of you. it yeah. is a bit like it could you know everything's connected there could be a dominant effect maybe that will one day affect you and your children like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter you see something happening a poor child of above anything getting hurt kidnapped do something about yeah. it even if yeah. it's just calling the cops or telling somebody or whatever do something i cannot believe that's a thing and i've seen yeah. social experiments like that before not a lot of people get involved yeah, yeah. they was, don't care yeah i understand like the self-preservation but like you said like there's you can do something yeah, yeah. there's As, always something that can be done yeah or even i've seen the social experiments where there's like a there a guy playing a pedophile mm-hmm. trying to hit on a little girl not a lot of people step in yeah yeah oh i don't like to watch those kind of things because it just makes makes you so uncomfortable makes you sick and it makes you really lose faith in in humanity honestly everybody is just so centered around themselves and their needs like look at how fast we can move on from tragic events like they impact us for like a second and then people just we blink and we just we have to move on because that's just how life works now Mm -hmm. like that's just how life is we don't even have time to be impacted by can you imagine how good this world would be if people could even do one good thing every day one tiny good thing one thing a day yeah even like just pay it forward even if it's just picking up a piece of garbage or you know just like opening the door for someone something because these things Mm -hmm. add up and maybe someone's going through something and you do one small little thing that could you know change someone's perspective of oh my god this person held the door for me maybe someone does care or even just calling the cops on someone when you witness something crazy like human trafficking these little things add up i mean that's a big thing but yeah people really (laughs) like there needs to be more done and i like like we're starting to lose a bit of faith in humanity yeah everybody just wants to turn a blind eye I don't understand. Yeah, and like that gets us nowhere. No. And that makes like everything so much more dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, for everybody. Like, because if if you are deliberately ignoring that situation, what if you were in it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, if you're going to be selfish in that situation, one day someone's going to have to be selfless to save you. So why can't you save this person? Yeah, like that crazy person at the train station. I was like, mm, I could just go yeah. about my business, but like someone's getting abducted tonight. Yeah. Literally. Or even that time I almost got kidnapped. Uh, I talked yeah. about this in another episode in that bus. I was a young, vulnerable girl by herself, 16 years old. Yeah. Easy target. But thank God I was smart enough to realize the signs and didn't walk home alone. Yeah. You know what's um, funny? Like not funny haha, but like funny like um, <laughs> the more like we like talk about this kind of thing, the more stories keep coming into yeah. my head. I completely forgot that happened to me until we were talking about it just now. Yeah, me, it, you know? it does. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more I think that I've probably um, experienced that yeah. you just have to sort of dig deep into these topics in order to kind of be able to like remember. Because those yeah. memories it's out, those, yeah. It's almost even traumatic sometimes because even though something didn't, didn't actually happen to you but the thought of the being potential, so close, yeah. so close to danger is terrifying. Yeah. And because I feel like the normalcy of it too, like it just like disappears from yeah. my brain. like Because um, it's so often, sadly. Yeah, I was even telling Philip about... Um, Who's Philip? <laughs> Guys, I'm breaking Love the you. fourth wall a little bit here. But uh, we were talking about this earlier, but um, my ex-boyfriend would always think I was so dramatic because I didn't like walking around at the city, like in the downtown core at night. And one day someone was like cat calling me from their car and he's like, oh my God, just ignore it. And then these people pulled their car over and got out and started following us. 
and he's like oh you're so dramatic i'm like we're being followed <laughs> like they yeah. were screaming at me on the street they got out and now they're following us back to your house yeah that, that is not it's, dramatic it's so common i can't that actually reminds me when i was um one of my first apartments that i had i was walking my dog alone a corgi in the middle of the day on a busy street mohawk street uh, mohawk road near like one of the busiest intersections in hamilton yeah up, uh, like hamilton mountain just walking him middle of the day and this car just there like i was about to cross like the entrance of like a driveway to an apartment building car pulls up stops in front of me while i'm walking my dog hey what kind of dog is that corgi why he's like oh he's cute i was like okay thanks and they wouldn't move i'm trying to get past because they're parked on the sidewalk and they're like okay cool like you know do you have any other dogs i was like no it was just really absurd questions. They kept asking me for my phone number, for my Instagram. I just kept saying, I don't have one. I don't have this. I don't have that. And they kept bothering me in the middle of the daylight. No one stepped in. No one said anything. It was a very obviously mm-hmm. absurd yeah, situation. And, um, you can see the discomfort. Discomfort. Probably. And I was alone with just my dog. I eventually just kind of talked them away and brushed them off. And I was just like, sorry, gotta go, gotta go. And they eventually drove off. But I was kind of worried about going back because this was the end of my walk with my dog. Mm-hmm. I had the poop and I, maybe they did target me because they saw I had poop in my hand and usually as a, a dog owner that's an indicator that you're almost done your walk because yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're almost home, home and you're yeah so I was worried so I had to wait um, until I visually saw that they were gone and yeah. eventually I went home because I was very close to home yeah mm-hmm. I don't, don't live there anymore thank god can, but yeah. yeah and but that's the thing too even having my corgi which is cute when he was a puppy People would holler across the street from windows, from cars. Oh, my God. Is that a corgi? So cute, which is cool, but, like, so creepy at the same time. Like, yeah, you just don't know, like, any. you don't know if anybody's intention. And yeah. it, it's so sad. You want it to be, like, a, a good world we live yeah. in, but it just isn't. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, like, you know, people, like, offering, like, an actual compliment or, like, a nice comment about, like, your puppy or whatever. Yeah. Used to just be nice. Yeah. Like, now sometimes it's like, mm, yeah yeah it could even it could have even been him trying to stealing my steal my dog yeah those are permanent dogs too like, i um i i've had like a lot of friends who have had that kind of like situation where they've had like a desirable dog i guess and people have been like oh can i can i hold your dog and they're like get the fuck oh off. yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> can yeah. i hold your dog yeah i'm so protective over him because i know there's Me with naya. a lot of yeah. people <laughs> literally oh i'm gonna kidnap naya her dog <laughs> so cute so cute oh my God. like our, God. our kids are dating like yeah. i approve of this marriage um and they have a stepsister yeah yeah so <laughs> we'll get an episode hopefully all one day with all of them in here we're probably gonna have to give them like cbd or something but (laughs) yeah literally for them to just chill and sit here but mine's a little crackhead from time to time (laughs) she gets the little zoomies yeah i love that they're both like a little oreo color and then taro's like a little like they they kind of make s'mores all together yeah Yeah. cute so So cute cute. oh my god you're making me miss my kitty cat (laughs) See, now this is what the world needs more of. I know. Sorry, guys. Gotta go. One step at a time. I think if we keep having these conversations and, you know, talking with our loved ones and things like that, being a little bit more aware and setting the right example. Yeah. I think one day the world will get to where it needs to be and filter mm-hmm. out the people that maybe make it a bad place. I think, I honestly don't believe there is evil, but I also don't believe that the people who are evil think they are evil yeah they just are just they think they're just being selfish so i think if we try to shift that mentality a little bit 
and spread awareness hopefully one day it can make a difference for sure like we're honestly we we can just is that like a gandhi saying i think um be the change be the change you want to see in the world like Mm -hmm. we gotta start with ourselves and then yeah go from there yeah start with yourselves and then you can start to emulate that energy to others and hopefully that will work one day (laughs) now taking it back kind of to where we started with the with the crazy stories of scamming um what would you say like sharon like as a realtor what would you say we can do better like do you feel like there's other steps we can implement to avoid these kind of situations yeah um i think we sort of had a conversation about this before i think there could be additional steps in terms of even prior to submitting information to FinTrack, which is the uh, with real estate, it's sort of like that governing body in terms of validating people's identities and trying to prevent like it prevents fraud and fraud yeah, and all that fraud stuff. and yeah, all uh, like terrorism, terrorism stuff, and like terrorist like cells, yeah. renting houses. So it's that so additional cool. step to validate people's identities. Mm-hmm. I think instead of maybe validating one identity, uh, one ID, you can maybe validate two. There's a lot more background information people could be doing. I know me and you and Jill already do that, and yeah. a lot of our peers and colleagues are already do that. But I think that's an additional step people could be doing: researching yeah. clients, re- researching our prospects, doing background search even before proceeding in a transaction and sometimes it could be someone you already know so you could still i like i feel like if you are doing a transaction with someone you already know don't skip that step yeah you still have you to still have diligent. to do that extensive yeah. yeah the due diligence because my grandma always used to tell me growing up and this is irrelevant to the current situation or topic but my old grandma always still told me if your friend shows up to the door and asks you to do something weird don't do that I don't know. It it sounds more interesting in Farsi, but she would tell me if yeah. if even if someone shows up to your door claiming they know your friend, don't go with them. It's kind of yeah. how she put it. But my mom even always said, like growing up, like if daddy picks you up from school, no, no, he's not. <laughs> or if auntie or grandma, if anyone but me gets you from school, do not go with them. Hmm. Like if any of my friends, any family, like anyone. Because you don't know, like, yeah. I mean, you'd like to think that everyone in your life is like normal and whatever, but you don't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. There's additional steps in terms of like identifying and validating their identity. What were you thinking? Yeah, honestly, probably the same thing. Like checking more than one ID. Be a creep. We all have access to social media. (laughs) That's a big thing. Check them out online. Like you can get. We had a situation where we were doing a lease for a client and, uh we looked at their social media and they had such vulgar oh yeah posts. they had a really yeah. extremely vulgar posts that totally didn't represent the way they were carrying themselves yes and these posts like we're not talking just like vulgar things we don't agree with no they were abusive comments um really crossing the line like yeah. it would be dangerous to other tenants we would have had it in the because it was like a fourplex property. in yeah. that situation so yeah. we we gotta make sure that we're fully checking people out because we again when it's a building or a fourplex we're putting these people to be amongst others in the community and we need to just make sure we're doing good and not doing harm Mm -hmm. if we're not checking their backgrounds properly if we're not checking their ids properly we don't know who we put amongst everyone else 
and we don't know we've just turned someone's safe home into an unsafe environment exactly yeah. even their references i always do a social media check i yeah, call their references they exist. I look, yeah exactly linkedin to make sure the always. work like who the supervisor mm-hmm. is it yeah. matches up if they give me a number i don't call that number i look up the yeah look company, up the company yeah and then i find the number through the official website after validating that company yeah, yeah. what i even do i don't even call like the person listed i'll call human resources yeah if mm-hmm. i can or like i'll call like an yes. admin assistant and a secretary yes. I go hey can you put and then if it matches yeah i have a question about this person whatever perfect i had um i had that situation where someone sent me like fake pay stubs and whatever and um they said that they were subcontractors for the company but they were actually i finally got a hold of like someone who like knew what was going on and they had been like denied uh after interviewing like they mm-hmm. didn't get the job <laughs> oh wow that's so yeah. yeah and yeah. they just really yeah it's it's scary everything can be now like forged essentially yeah we have the technology which we're using for great things but that same technology people are using for bad things yeah yeah exactly they're abusing it yeah. and we've also had another situation where we had someone who doctor their documents yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah i've seen so much of that lately saying um i have a little rule like i will google everyone like check out their yeah. facebook instagram like whatever yeah. i can find if i can't find anything and they're like older i'm like okay that's not sus yeah. but if i find stuff and it's all like brand new i'm like no yeah, yeah. it's sketchy if all of your accounts have been created in the last month no. absolutely not i'm not meeting up with you you're so, a serial killer yeah so that's the thing like it it's nothing that we haven't experienced like we've had people doctoring their documents mm-hmm. or just pretending to be a certain way that they're not it unfortunately is something that happens more frequently than most people think but yeah we do our due diligence and we catch it and we move on exactly mm-hmm. so ultimately as realtors we we like to make sure we catch these things ahead of time before yeah. it gets too deep yeah and mm-hmm. i feel like yeah. i just continuing to follow what we've been taught continuing to follow our code of ethics continuing to question ourselves like when we're when we're doing things yeah. like you or said. even uh, asking each other we yeah. always call each other up when we need a second opinion mm-hmm. and i think that's so helpful in yeah. these types of situations call the broker of record at your yeah. brokerage if you're confused on something like to use every resource you have yeah. to verify identities verify information yeah. like even yeah. down lawyers, to like square like, footage like lawyers you can call your mortgage uh agent too that you work with all realtors will always have like an agent that they usually work with mm-hmm. and there's always ways you can qualify people like yeah. they can double check their financial information and we'll get a lawyer to look at their legal stuff and then we'll look at their um uh look them up on uh jail warehouse and things like that there's so many steps to that and so much due diligence we can take and steps that we can yeah. go about yeah. double checking things and just finishing up there like um as i was saying ensure you're a moral person um and you're following like the right set of values and then ask yourself am i being too comfortable because i know this person right Mm -hmm. like we like and it goes back to what your grandma said we might know people but we have to still do our jobs it's not like when we go to the store just because we know the person working there it's not like we take the items and we walk out just Mm -hmm. because we're friends no we still go through the right motion we still Mm -hmm. go through the right process and ultimately um maybe the governing bodies after these situations they want to crack down on the fines and on the um jail time and just make the punishment as serious as it can be so it can set the example yeah this is not the route you want to follow there has to be a consequence yeah because that's the thing the consequences come the punishments come for people to learn not to do it it's like when you're a kid 
well, back in the day, they used to beat their kids because yeah. it's like, okay, this hurts, so don't do it. It's, yeah. you know, like they thought that's how kids would learn. Unfortunately, that's not the case these days. It's abuse, but um, the punishment is a form of trying to teach people and yeah. people will still continue to do it even if they get a slap on the wrist. Yeah. yeah. But that's fine. That's what we are here for. We're good realtors. We do our due diligence and we prevent these types of things from happening. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that pretty much concludes this episode thank you so much for watching if you guys ever have any questions regarding this type of topic uh if you have any if you ever are afraid that someone's trying to sell your house without knowing <laughs> you knowing let us know um if you have any questions regarding this let us know we're always here yeah. dm us call us text us whatever we're down to answer your questions thank you so much for watching you guys can find us on spotify apple music facebook um youtube instagram tiktok everywhere at your dot home dot girls and i'll also put up our personal socials here i'm at sharon musabi on instagram uh fatima salama green julian mcleod dot real estate yeah and thank you so much guys we will talk to you soon see you next time see you next time <laughs>